AKA Radio. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to another issue of our lovely podcast, our lovely Black and Queer Centered podcast, our lovely and tasty podcast. KRK Radio is me, the Dowager of Table Night, the elder of the group, Just X Henry, with my fellow co host, not Black Word, because Black Word is in Montego Bay, being terribly born and trying to find somebody to take care of him and find a bisexual man to get his bills paid. <laughs> I am happy for. Um, Scary McMillan. That's what we're calling Black Word this episode, Scary McMillan. Um, <laughs> having a great time. Well, 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 the real gag is Scary McMillan is really out at um, Olympia with the other struggling Eternals and on a ghetto vacation. And but we miss, we miss, we miss, we miss out, we miss our Black Word. But without further ado, our peacemaker, the one that we love and adore, the one God Vante. <laughs> Sorry, <I'm sorry. laughs> what's up? Table day here. Um, your region's in the building. I am just getting over a hangover. We had a time last night. What, you, what is your Saturdays like? Your every time we do this show on a Sunday, your Saturdays like what? What can I can I hang out one time? Because clearly your Saturday night be lit. Am I? Well, I had a good night. Well, it, it well it depends on the company. But you yeah, know, I was with my I was with my cousins. We used to be from little Hellraiser, so we we did have a little time last night. So I mean, you can come. You can go. You more than welcome to. You more than welcome to. <laughs> and finally, the effervescent, very exciting. Um, Pussy wedding inducing. That's his secondary mutation. Uh, Dr. Showtime. <laughs> welcome one, welcome home. The leader of um, the Great Ring is here. Um, I was absent last week because apparently I had to beat up some fucking uh, fish niggas. Who knew? Right. It happens. It happens. Mm. You know, another arm fighting fish sticks. It happens. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be worse. You could be with Scary McMillan right now out in Olympia. I also caught a, a, a punch through the chest and somehow survived it. But I'm back now. We're glad you're back. All right. Today, we are only covering... I'm sorry. We're only covering Avengers, X-Men, Eternals, Judgment Day number two. Uh, we are going to peek into Ms. Marvel, uh, Wolverine... And I kind of just had a last-minute thought and wanting to change the circuit party again. You know what we really need to talk about for the circuit party? We really need to talk about that uh, Bo DeMeo tweet. The one about the uh, X-Men and the uh, Emma Frost slander. Oh, I I don't think I read it, but, you know... It should be in a group chat. I have to go back and look at that. He, it, he, because I remember I was saying something yesterday about like him being an X Men, the animated series purist, and he's probably never, because he doesn't. He says he bashed Krakoa too. Oh, okay, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah. Okay, we'll do that. Yeah. That's fine. 
So that'd be fun. All right. So, um, your scores, uh, it's an it's it's a ten. I'm definitely giving it a ten. Period. Y'all gonna hate me. Oh shit. Here you go. I gave it a nine. Oh, this is what we're here for. This is what we're here for. All right. I, I, okay, so like me and Vontae were, were pre gaming before the show, but we didn't want to talk too much because you were getting your food. But me and Vontae both agree this is 10 times better than X of Thorns. Yeah. A lot of the events that have taken place before have started off strong, and then somewhere along the line, you know, it's kind of like, it kind of like fell off. Now, I'm not saying like it's still it's still early in the, in the in the event because it's only you know it's only book two, so right. I mean, hopefully that doesn't change. But you know, so far it's been consistent as far as the plot and like what the Eternals are trying to do and and, and Druid and the attack on Kokoa. And it's always it's it's been it's been pretty solid for me. But what's your issue, Showtime? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what is your one, issue? Well, one that the Avengers are involved at all. You know, I hate those cops. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It was too much of them and not enough of the mutants for me. I don't know. really. Yeah. Yeah. I thought it was pretty balanced. I didn't think that it was too too much of the Avengers, even though they don't need to be there. I didn't think it was too much of them. Well, I understand that Magneto is with a hole in his chest on Mar on Araco, and so he would not have been available to be uh, the Celestial's nervous system. Mm-hmm. But why do we have to let Tony Stark do anything? I really am confused. Because it, it goes to the whole point how cops are always meddling in, 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 in also, situations. And apparently he's done it before in um uh, uh blackest blackest black king and black king and black yeah king and black yeah. or whatever that shit. So they did reference that. Your Beyonce, your Beyonce fan be really sneaking out. Look at your Beyonce fan just sneaking out all the time. <laughs> Talk about black is king. This shit be sneaking out. This shit be sneaking out so bad. Bag Oh, but also, Fastos wasn't invited yeah. to the, like, help me understand why, like, this group that, I understood why Ajak and Makari were there, because they are the Eternals who have communed with the Celestials before, and so right. they are the leaders of their semi-religion of the Eternals. I get it. I get right. why they were there. I also get why Sinister was there, because he was involved with the Dream Celestial, uh, being put back together the, when that happened. Mm-hmm. Magneto was not there because he was busy on Araco uh, taking hits from Uranus to the chest. Totally get that. Mm-hmm. Fastos was not invited. He He's was like, there. Y'all, yeah, Tony Stark. Was Stark but... was was he? He was no, Fastos was there. Yeah. No, to something. the meaning of them putting shit together. Oh, he was there doing something. So they made him Forge, who is just sort of there whenever they need shit built. I felt a way about the black man not being invited. I just felt a way. 
Because I think he, no, I think he was outside of Avengers. Um, yeah, he was outside of Avengers um, uh, Mountain. Fastos was. So he was there, but he was outside. But he was doing something with the demiurgic conductors. Okay. Yeah, so he was there. He was outside of Avengers Mansion. I mean, Avengers uh, Mountain, if I'm looking at this correctly. Well, he got an invite for you. He got an invite. <laughs> yeah, Why like... him? Ugh. So mad. Namor showed up and acting like he's not a mutant. Girl, stop. We know you was jealous when they terraformed Mars because you were sitting right there with all the rest of the Avengers looking like a dumbass. Right, you should have... Right after you told Charles and Eric to kiss your ass. Cool. Right. You could have been, you could have been, you could have been in the oceans with motherfucking Sobernar living your best life, having two empires and two places. But you sat there, and wanted, wanted, you so worried about Sue Storm, that worry about your white woman. See, you know that's that's who Namor Namor is. Namor is the caricature of of straight black men who chase after white women. That's exactly who he is, and that's why we hate him. Mm-hmm. Now he's been the one that since the when the fuck did the Fantastic Four come out like the fifties? Excuse me, like the sixties. Like Namor, the, Namor is a D1 college athlete. And the, the Avengers came, and the mutants immediately were like, okay, girl, uh, crowd control is what y'all doing. Y'all gonna be our sidekicks today. Go sit over there. Right. We, 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 y'all are a team. We are a nation. Go patrol like y'all do any other time. Go, I go swear, do that. I swear, I swear, Steve would be getting all... Steve... Steve been getting on my nerves with this whole fucking, oh, well, we are all one nation under God, indivisible, and all this right. shit. I'm like, bitch, do you not realize the shit no, that we No, Commander Rogers, go like, away. Yeah, like, <laughs> we do you got not this. realize we, like, literally had to run y'all niggas a fade because y'all would not try to help us bring our people back? Like, why, like y'all were hell-bent on us not bringing back mutant time. And then that shit that kind of like rubbed me the wrong way with that whole um um, um what, what was that damn uh, Unity Squad bullshit? I wasn't there for oh, that. Yeah. I hate mm-hmm. that shit. And the Uncanny Avengers? Oh, no. no, we, we skipped it. That even happened. Nope. Yeah. So I was like, so Steve, I'm like, I'm not saying like you ain't trying. Yeah, you trying, but I'm like, don't act like we don't have a history of going back and forth because you wasn't there when we were getting killed. Period. Like, don't sit there and try all this, oh, we we all are one person. No, the fuck we not. All lives matter. <laughs> what is really good? Like, it's literally, literally all lives matter. That's what, everything he says, that's all he gives. It's like, it's like, like well, let me not say all lives matter. I don't think Steve is that bad. I, I think Tony is. Um, but Steve is very much like, I'm a white ally, but don't call me a colonizer. Okay. When he's got three, he's got two mutants on his team, and the phoenix that belongs to the mutants, right? And, so, and a cream mulatto. Somebody, somebody should call trademark infringement. The X Men should sue because I don't know why they have the phoenix, and I really hope by the time this is over, the phoenix is placed back in the mutants' hands. It's for it's probably go to X Men because it's critical. I really think it's going to go to Hope, actually. 
I think he's going to go to Exodus because Quentin Quire is off the field now because he's not he's he's permanently dead right now. So the reason why I think it's going to go to Hope is she has been built up as the Messiah for the mutants. Oh no, you're right. You're right. Two, she is part of the resurrection protocols and is a key part of the resurrection protocols. The Phoenix whole thing is uh, is rebirth. After all this, the Iraqis got uh, largely taken the fuck out by Uranus. They have to be reborn somehow. So I, it just makes sense for the metaphor for um, Hope to be the one that receives the Phoenix, even though it really, really, really should go to Rachel. But that's what yeah. there. So and, do we take that? Go ahead. I'm sorry. And just a sidebar, Rachel appears in this issue in her current Knights of X uniform. I have so many questions, but go ahead, uh, Vonte. I was going to say, and I caught that too, that I think that's a continuity thing. Because did yeah. that happen after that? But did that happen after Knights of X? But anyway, yeah. So, I was wondering if so if Hope or Exodus gets um, a hold of the Phoenix, which I can understand Hope. I really think that Exodus might be a good fit for the Phoenix, though. But he's been showing whoever gets, he has been. But I wonder if just like the select uh, the um, Eternals have their gods, I wonder if the X Men or mutants will have theirs. I think I wonder if that's where they're going to go. If they return the Phoenix to the mutants, I wonder if that's going to be their messiah, their thing to believe in. Because you see that they have, you know, Exodus, who's, you know, really into spirituality and stuff like that. And then Hope, who's also, you know, known as the messiah. So if it goes either way, would that be the mutants' God? You get what I'm saying? No, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. You know, the, the you know the Eternals have theirs, so the mutants would have something to believe in. You know, I don't know. Just a thought. I kind of like. I kind of wait to see, like, because now that because like now like Judgment Day is really not. We figure what Judgment Day is about. It's about the Celestial giving us twenty four hours to prove our worth as human beings, mutants, Avengers, Eternals, whatever. But I'm really but. I, the the, the Eternals about, are going to fuck that up. Yeah, and the thing that's interesting about this is, like, I, I already can see where this is going to go. I just want to see how it happens. But I know that the Eternals are going to lose. That's number one. Number two, human beings are going to find out about the Eternals using other human beings for Eternals. Um, they still will hate mutants. Their Avengers are going to look like the heroes. Um, they're going to kill that Celestial... Um, and I see that happening, but the, the, the finer parts, like the details of like what's Magneto going to do, I'm curious. I'm, I'm really curious about everything Oracle's going to do after this. Also, is Abigail Brand going to get resurrected? That's a, that's, that's a big question for me because they're already on to her as it is about her fuck shit. They know she's doing something. They don't know what she's doing. They don't know it's Orcus. They know Mamas is doing something. So she's dead now. But I don't know if they're gonna resurrect her. And it, and it, and things that like the fucked up part is, it makes sense to resurrect her because she runs both the source stations. However, 
Cable knows that Huzzy's up to something, and that memory was not lost in his resurrection. No. Just a battle with Uranus was lost, and that was it. So, I'm I'm like you know I, I I you know I like it. I'm satisfied. It's going well. Um, I agree with Vante. There's a continuity issue going on because some people are popping up that should be popping up. Also, Marvel has an overall continuity issue because everything is. I don't know how the what order this is playing in. And also, other thing too is we were right once again about those six people being involved with the hex. So what I, I think that because the mutants resurrection thing is now public knowledge, once the Eternals resurrection pro- process becomes mm-hmm. uh, public knowledge, then the humans are going to be like, uh, yeah, that's y'all. fucked up. Um, yeah, the Eternals aren't supposed to do that, but then the it's part of a machine, so the Eternals can't like choose not to do that. So if they die, mm. they just take a human life to come back. And at that's, random. Right. Yeah. And it's it's funny because it's like now they're getting to the point where they're in support, but humans are in support of the fucking eternal. And now they're like, oh, well, the Eternals over the X-Men and all this other shit, making all types of signs, and then I'm like, okay, well, you don't know if one of them one of them dies, then you could be gone to glory. <laughs> Whereas the mutants die when they resurrect. Nobody else has to die for them to come back. Right. That's going to be a hard truth for them to face. So they're sitting here all hard on the mutants because they had their... They had something for themselves... And I'm mm-hmm. like, they don't really owe they really don't owe the humans much of anything, really, because my thing was everything that happened with Destination, with, with Genosha, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like y'all were fucking y'all were all for it. Y'all, I mean, y'all basically wanted that to happen. Now that they have something that's for them in order to help resurrect their people and, you know, bring back mutant kind, now all of a sudden it's like your your entitlement kicks in. Now you think that Oh well, I gotta my my such and such person dies. Okay, and also, well, and also like, died, you ain't say you ain't <laughs> you ain't had no sympathy for that. Because <laughs> it it really like once again it's another unveiling of how problematic uh, white culture is and white supremacy mm-hmm. is, and just like you don't want us to thrive, but you want the best of our culture, which is clearly could be compared to TikTok and white creators stealing our, our our work and using digital blackface making money off of what we do but we get no recognition you don't still don't want to see it like i like i'm i'm really i'm really glad that the mutants are like kind of like on some fuck shit like fuck these people like that's not my problem i, I do understand on the other side of two of like i wish we could help but even then it still wouldn't change our relationship y'all would still hate us or find some like i i, I think like the X-Men really just continually show how stupid we are as an actual society in the real world. How mm-hmm. as backwards and and how everybody is just like conspiracy theorists and all by thinking about all these really dumb things is like even, even if we give y'all what y'all want, some of y'all still gonna like manufacture, oh, now you got resurrected by mutants and now you like you might be a mutant too, and we kill muties and it, it, it's a damn if you do, damn if you don't situation with, with black culture. And I, it's the same thing, it's like why we need to stop sharing our identities with these people. 
Yeah, but the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the part the thing about it is I can you you basically feel like I'm supposed to share something with you that came like okay demons have their thing they have their culture they have their you know something that belongs to them you expect right. me to share something with you that's basically basically sacred and then you're going to use it but then you're still going to treat me like shit or you're still going to wish death on me or try to kill mm-hmm. me and do all of this extra shit. That's, mm-hmm. I mean, it's definitely a, a, a mirror. It's definitely a mirror because white people will do that crazy ass shit. <laughs> right. And, that, and like, you great... hate me, but you can't, you hate me, but you can't live without the shit that I have to offer you. And the real tea is, it's like, they can, like, like they try to explain our technology does not, is not applicable to humans. And, like, you know, they should just be real shady about it. Like, look, our technology doesn't even know y'all exist because we can't even read y'all on our technology. So Repo does not read y'all on our technology. You don't exist. When you're born, you don't exist. When you're a mutant and you're born with an X gene, you immediately get picked up by Cerebro automatically. There's nothing we can do to fix this. And quietly, the humans in the Marvel Universe do have a way of uh, doing resurrection. They have two different ways. They have magic, because everybody Mm -hmm. has access to magic. Mm -hmm. And they can do what Mora did and upload their consciousness into a machine. machine. So the machines are their resurrection protocols. Right. That's the whole novissima. That's the whole process. uh, There we go. Y'all have it. I'm just made like it your way. And I think, and I, and I think that's a really fair point. That's why I really found it really interesting when we were at the Hellfire Gala, and Clea was all in her face about like resurrecting Steven. I'm looking at her like, girl, don't you use magic? You can't find like a book of Ashanti or some shit, and like y'all have a conversation. And you're stronger than Steven is. Right. That's why I was like, I was like, y'all really, y'all really be like trying to make these meetings bigger than what they are. Not that they're not, because they are amazing. However, yeah. um. I don't believe that you that you literally like you like you just can't talk to Scarlet Witch. That's the main one to talk to. I mean, he might come back as a vegetable zombie, so I wouldn't do that. You right? Because he sure as shit clowned the fuck out of her. He was like, "You did what? You dumbass." <laughs> yeah, I no, I wouldn't trust her. <laughs> You're better off asking want some um some robot zombies. She better have asked one of them kids from Strange Academy to do it for than uh than Wanda. Like, don't you? Go like, summon time? a demon that will somehow curse everybody. That's not a good look either. Like, clear maybe you, magic. Like, a time travel retcon and go and swap bodies and bring him back and you know hide him somewhere. Who knows? Or just know. let him stay dead. I'm okay with that too. That part also. Marvel magic is actually more interesting when you don't just focus on Doctor Strange. Right. Jericho yeah. Drum is right there. Bring him around. Wanda is actually even more interesting than he is, and I do not like the Great Pretender. Clea is more interesting than he is. Amen. Uh, Amanda Sefton, if you really got to go there. Celine. Shaman and Talisman. Wiccan, even. The little twink boy. Say that. Literally everybody is more interesting than Doctor Strange. Say that. Well, that being so, said... Qu- 
question for y'all before we wrap up on this book. Mm. The narrating uh, commentary is the celestial that's Avengers Mountain talking, or yeah. is it the machine? No, the machine was in blue. This one was the um, celestial, um, celestial god, the um, Avengers Mountain. Okay, so it's saying when Exodus flew into seeing the Mimatar, uh-huh. and it said, "Please don't." In terms of uh, expanding and killing it, it really didn't want a human to die. Is the what is the read that I got got off that? Because it knew that that was going that scene was going to come back uh, and it was going to kill a human. And then immediately afterwards wait, wait. is when. Wait, actually, actually, please don't is in quotations. Scene actually says, "Please don't." Christine is aware that, like, if 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 they die, they're gonna be resurrected again, but another human's gonna lose their life. That wasn't the internal. Uh-huh. That, that was the internal narrating scene saying that they didn't want to die because they knew what would happen if they die. Yeah, because it was in um te- like a telepathic communion with um Exodus before both of them died. So it was narrating like what he was saying. Like it was narrating. X is making me horny. That's what I said. Look at that. Look at that thigh meat. (laughs) Exodus, this entire fucking event has been like, nigga, more of you. More of you. More of you. More Exodus, please. This this body is given. I ain't gonna lie. Like, you know, because he's he's probably like, he's probably one of those French Spanish joints. You know what I'm saying? A little little exotic. I'm gonna fetishize uh, Exodus. He's from Southern France, so he's a little. Southern he's, mm, little brown. He's more beige. He might be a more. Mm-hmm. He might be a more, okay. a more, and 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 a, and a Frenchman. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because okay. Exodus has been playing a little bit, and I've been like, hey, 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 yo, what's up? Yeah, I, I, but I'm glad he's getting his shine. Hit my like, right. Mm. That's a strong yeah, thing right there. He's uh, one of the few people on the the council that you're like, well, what have you been up to this entire Krakoan era so far? We, no story has focused on you until now. Uh, people, sitting around, people sitting around like, oh, I wish Exodus would get off his ass and do some Exodus. Watch this. Exactly. <laughs> He really did. Exactly. Shit, even, his, even his issue in Immortal X-Men, like, it was, it was very good. It, I it was, was very entertaining. It was Y'all very good story. Yeah, very um, good story. Prior to that, he was reading the children's stories about the Great Pretender. Right. Um, and then he teleported Araco to Mars. And that's all he's done. And mm-hmm. then, and, and re-acknowledged Wanda being a great redeemer. Mm-mm, mm-mm. We're pretending that didn't happen. It's like IVX. It's not a thing that happened. We're not allowing that? No. Mm-mm. So there's no hope? No. None. Not not over here at my house. But there's a waiting room. <laughs> we I don't it. care. Well, we got back Thunderbird. I appreciate that. Thank you for that. You were not absolved of your crimes. Right. But what about, what about Cassandra Nova? She's absolved of hers? No.
We're also not absolving any of the humans that had great um, mass mutant extinctions. The Leper Queen, Stephen uh, Lang, Creighton Creed, uh, Bolivar Trask. Um, no, fuck the many humans. Uh, who are the other niggas? Uh, I don't now, remember the other niggas. Now, I just now, posted this on Twitter, that, too. That's a villain that should come back from the dead and be retconned as a mutant. <laughs> Is Graydon Creed? No, I think it because he's Mystique and Sabretooth's right. uh, flat skin child. Right. That's somebody who should come I back think, from the dead. I like him being a human, so that that way, because it's like um, you're you're doubly disappointing because you had two mutant parents and you're a flat scan, and then you had the nerve to be against mutants. Usually most white pastor kids hate their black parents. Yep, yeah, so it works for him. That's on brand. Mm-hmm. All right, so we're gonna wait. Are we scoring Miss Marvel Wolverine or are we gonna just like just leave it what it is? Child, it doesn't deserve a score. Um, the only reason why we're touching on this is because it is within continuity, but we're not sure where this falls in the continuity. Um, but we just want to say, Marvel, can y'all stop making Wolverine a thing and make him a flagship mutant of the of Krakoa? No one, no one cares about Wolverine. Like you, y'all need to get a new mutant to focus on. More specifically, nobody cares about Logan Wolverine. Yeah, like the like like Showtime has said in our in our pregame chats that. Wolverine book should be about the Wolverines, not about Logan, James Howlett. No one cares. Because niggas love Laura. Niggas love Dakin as much as he's a um, chaotic bisexual. Um, niggas love Gabby. Niggas even love that nigga Jimmy from the alternate universe. No, we love um, old man Logan more than regular Logan. We don't give a fuck about regular ass Logan Wolverine. No one cares. Either make him uh, be bisexual on panel so that we can see him, Scott, and Gene have their little threesome, mm-hmm. or leave us the fuck alone. We don't care. Mm-hmm. Not at all. Yeah, because yeah, at this point, I'm like, it's um, a lot more X Men that there's plenty of X Men that have more interesting backgrounds and development that can happen. I feel like Wolverine Logan has really kind of like been he's been stretched thin like he's been booked and busy and he doesn't need to be booked <laughs> like he's booked just, and busy doing nothing, nothing. a plethora right. of nothing and I'm tired of them just using and then a lot of times it's like they use him and then he's not even like, they'll put him on the cover or something, and then the shit literally has nothing to do with Logan. Like, it's very misleading. <laughs> yeah, like, because how Miss Marvel Wolverine was misleading, it's like, Miss Marvel's like, oh my god, I used to work with Wolverine. It's like, it's like, it's like, oh, my old co-worker, and now he's at his new job, and we're trying to, like... And and, and the other thing that was, like, really, like, great about Miss Marvel Wolverine was the fact that, like, you got to see Storm and Armor and all these other mutants that usually we don't see often, and then the X-Men are there, but there was the old X-Men team, so this is before the Hellfire Gala that this happens. So, it's just like... 
but then like even like the Wolverine books, the only thing I will I will give Wolverine credit for in in, in the Hickman era is the Ten Lives of Wolverine and the Ten mm-hmm. Deaths. That was actually good. Yeah. Um, more more Ten Deaths mm-hmm. than Ten Lives. Ten yeah. Lives. Um, but it outside of everything else, you're not really pushing the story along. You're not doing anything definitive. Like why why do we keep giving you like even like I was thinking that's my thing of festivity was X Men's Legends uh. Volume two came out this week, number one, and it's a Wolverine story. And it's not just a Wolverine story, it's a Wolverine the Hulk story. Ugh. It starts there. Ugh. And about Wolverine, it's about Wolverine going with some other mutant who has diamond skin, who basically has Emma Frost's powers. And they go to rescue some other mutants from someplace, and you walk in, the mutants that they find there is like Havoc, Honesty, uh, Untouchable. Uh, Iceman, Angel, some chick I've never seen before that looks like Vertigo, and like some other mutants, and and the Blob and some other mutants. I'm just like, <sighs> these are incontinuity stories that are untold, but why we have to start with a Wolverine story? Why can't we start? And also, that's nothing but X-Men Legends that I don't like either. Why can't we start with more recent stories? Like, there's some things in Krakoa that need to be sold. They can sell up Krakoa shit with that book. I think the idea with X-Men Legends is to allow writers from past continuity stories uh, to be able to wrap up a story that they intended to tell but didn't get the opportunity to. Uh-huh. I think that's the premise of that, that it's supposed to be not current continuity that they're cleaning up, that it is um, past continuities from like the 90s where a whole bunch of artists, Claremont included, um, weren't able to Claremont, Nisiesa, Lobdell, all of those um, weren't able to the Simonsons weren't able to finish out um, a story that they intended to tell, and so they're cleaning it up to make it then now part of the continuity. However, I agree with you. There are other X Men who can do solo books. Storm can do a solo book. Gambit can do a solo book. Cable can do a solo book. We don't need to have continuous Wolverine solo books. There aren't um, too many X-Men that can do solo books, to be fair. However, um, oh. do something. Yeah, we don't need a Wolverine solo. Yeah, because honestly, I was going to say, I'll even, read, I'll even read a series about the fucking Summers kids. Like, way more interesting. I, Same. I, I, would, I, would, I would rather... I would rather read that. Like, I'm I'm just not... It's like Wolverine is fucking everywhere, and I'm like, you're stretching this motherfucker so everywhere. Like, just... It, 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 it's like we, we have all these characters, all of these popular characters a lot of people love, a lot of people adore. Like, do something with them. Like, Wolverine is not the only fucking moneymaker. Like... <laughs> right. I mean, I get yeah, I will is. say... I mean, I get that. He I would. Go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry. No, I, I was just gonna say that I would absolutely read like a beast solo. What's that nigga up to? What you doing? Yeah, that, that, that's what I'm saying. Like, they need to put eyes on people. They need to put eyes on because, like, Showtime, you make a good point that like X Men Legends is for that space of giving lost stories from writers who didn't give their story. Like, for instance, they finally explained the Adam X thing and that he is the mm-hmm. fourth Summers brother. He's not, he's he's actually a Summers brother, but their memories are white, so no one knows that, that he's siblings with him besides Adam. 
But even Absolutely. that being said, like, it's just dumb. Like, but no one wants to see. Nobody wants. Nobody wants to fucking see Wolverine. Y'all gave him all of. Y'all gave him all those movies, all those forced cameos. Even Hugh Jackman is tired of Wolverine. Can we just put Wolverine to bed and stop trying to make Wolverine like? Wolverine is I, I don't I don't know I don't know anyone that's a Wolverine stan. Like he's not like Batman. Like like niggas love Batman. No one no one no one loves Wolverine. I don't know anybody that's like I want to be Wolverine. Nobody everyone everyone else but Wolverine. No one wants to be Wolverine. No one no one's at the playground right now saying let's play X Men. I want to be Wolverine. Who wants to be Wolverine? Nobody wants to be Nobody. Wolverine. No wants to be Wolverine. Yeah, I'm sorry. All, 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 all the black kids want to be Storm, and all the white kids want to be Cyclops. No one wants to be fucking Wolverine. And, and um, to, in, even in comparison with Batman, I mean, they do the same thing with Batman, but Batman's rogue gallery pretty much makes up for it mm-hmm. because Batman Batman's stories are of, better because of his villains. Yeah. Because a lot of his villains are definitely made to kind of like challenge him and make him kind of like it, it kind of makes him like it makes him have to step his game up. So he has a lot of like a lot of his rogue gallery challenges him. Logan, on the other hand, I don't really feel like I'm not saying Logan doesn't have you know a couple good villains, but it's like his rogue gallery is not that extensive. So for me, I, I don't find him to be that interesting of a character because okay, like we already get like he old as fuck. He done done everything under the sun, like been everywhere under the sun, done trained with every motherfucker under the sun. We we get it. We done had multiple series of Wolverine explaining his background, his history, and shit like that. He got a couple series where you know he's you know in the Kokoan era. You know that's you know I guess that's in continuity with 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 Krakoa, okay, great. But it's like we have other mutants now. So and a lot of mutants that have been resurrected. So why can't we do other series with other mutants that everybody else enjoys? It's like you're picking one character and you're stretching it out. And at this point it's like, okay, you've done you've done it in comics, you've done it in media, fucking video games, like it at this point it's tiring. I would be uh, interested in them doing an ongoing series that like focuses mini arcs on other mutants. Like Danielle Moonstar hasn't gotten a solo series ever. Why have we not had a story focused on her? Um, right. Storm deserves her own ongoing series. If we're going to be honest, she needs to have a really bomb supporting cast because she's her in her best when she's leading a team. But it, I like what Al Ewing is doing with her, so let's leave that be for now. Um, who the hell else? Magic deserves her own shit. Um, I would honestly say that I would be okay with Cable getting another series, only because his supporting cast would make that interesting. Like, what is what is the rest of your family doing? What are you doing? Cable is hopping in and out of time. So what 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 adventures are you going on? Love to see him interact with Kang the Conqueror. Since both y'all are time travelers. Mm-hmm. How's that gonna look? I'd be here for a Madeline like, Pryor series, honestly. 
same because I mean but she like, still deserves characterization from after mm-hmm. being brought back. Like there's still a lot that we can do with her. How does Cable feel about his actual mother and not his adopted mother, Jean, being uh, being back? How does Cable feel about that? How does Scott and Jean feel about that? Because we haven't seen their opinions on that at all. Truly, yeah. I, a, a, a series about the Summers family actually would be uh, something I would prefer to read over anything about Logan. I don't care about him. But see, that was the kind of thing that I thought the the, the first X Men series and the Coco Ariel and the Coco Ariel going to be about about the X Men on the moon base, the all the Summers people. Because it made sure mm-hmm. to everybody where everybody was sleeping at in the motherfucking house. So I sure did. You know, it was like you know, like oh, this is going to be about the Summers team and the bullshit and the weird shit and Balkan and everybody being a happy family. I thought we would focus on that, but it seemed to be X Men seemed to be what X Men Red is now, where it's given the makeup and understanding of what Krakoa is or what's going on versus actually giving us like, I think they should really like cultivate like a one shot series where they, where everybody gets like a one shot book a month where it's like Moonstar and they like, they do a Moonstar solo series or they do like a, like, um, a Cosmar book, like something like all these obscure characters need like moments of character growth and shine should be given moments, but they just aren't doing that. Mm-hmm. I would even be interested. You could really see, this is the thing. <laughs> I'm not a Fantastic Four stan. However, I like the style of how Fantastic Four stories are told. So you can mm-hmm. tell a family style. And I've said this a million fucking times that, um, Blue Marvel Spectrum and Blue Marvel's Children deserve a Fantastic Four style book. I'll say that until I fucking blew in the face and it happens. Um, but the Summers, you could do the exact same thing. They're a family. They have a family dynamic. They're also part of the X-Men. So you have the branding with the X-Men. You have, they're some of the most popular um, X-Men out there. There is a whole bunch of family dynamics that you can play with. You can play with um, Scott's mom being dead. You can play with the fact that he's got 511 brothers. Half of them he didn't even know existed or were his brothers. Vulcan is fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, Gene is there. You have two children from alternate timelines. You have um, Rachel and Cable. You have Madeline Pryor is now back. Where the fuck is Adam X? We don't know. You have um, uh, what's Scott's daddy? Corsair. You have Corsair's girlfriend, Hepsiva. Like, you can go through, and then you have the dynamic of um, Logan being there as their third. You have Emma also still being in love with uh, Scott. You have a lot of dynamics that you can play with there, and they didn't tell us a single fucking story about that shit. Not one. Not even in the cable solo. It's almost like they don't want to think outside of the box entirely. And I really, really and I promise you it. that shit like would sell. I really feel and like niggas would read it. I know I would. <laughs> I know I would. I'd be like, "Ooh, girl!" I'd be like, "The mess." I'm the gossip book. Well, that's very real. And Marvel or anybody at Marvel, if you're actually listening. 
feel free to steal that idea. It's free. It's freely available. I won't give a fuck. Feel free. Write a family-style book about the Summers of Grey family and involve all of them niggas. Clones, random siblings. Just please don't invite anybody from Jean Grey's actual family that is not her children or clone. Because her parents and siblings are awful. Aren't most of them dead, though? They're all dead. Yeah. And that's some the wild. Shiar took care of that. You know what? You know what? That should be something. That should be a, a great point that Gene should make to, like, you know, a global uh, telepathic pro- broadcast. And like, look, my entire family is killed by an alien race. I cannot resurrect my my family at all. And you you think I don't understand that that you people want your family back? I want my family back, but I can't get them back. Ooh, that would so be trust me, she can literally give the same speech that Angela Bassett gave as Ramonda in the trailer for Black Panther 2. She literally could. It, I exactly. have lost all my family. What more do you want from me? Right. I lost my family by just being related to me. That's some wild shit. Gene really should touch on that. Because Gene is like. Well, I would say outside of Storm, Jean is known as the empathic one. So she would be the most preferable one to get that message out there. Because I mean, it, it would it would it, it would fit. It definitely would fit. All her family is there. She can't resurrect them either. So why not have her give that speech? And I feel like right. that should happen. Like right, I feel like that should happen on maybe like the last issue of the accident. Like. She sends out that message, and you know she she sympathizes, but and I'm like right there with you, and I'm a mutant, and I can't do that. She's like, I can come back, but I can't bring back any of my awful ass family. Right. Like for real, she really can't. Them niggas were really awful, though. Like really awful. Really awful. Her daddy alone. Oh God, kill him first. God damn. Yeah, really awful. All right. So we're going to slide into our lovely circuit party. Hit the music. Circuit party. So today we are going to discuss some controversial. Not controversial to all of us, but controversial tweets from Bo DeMeo, who is the uh, front runner for um, showrunner. Oh, showrunner, whatever. Uh, showrunner for uh, X Men: The Animated Series. Uh, Ninety is it ninety seven? Mm-hmm. Yes, ninety seven. Um, uh, we have some thoughts about this in our group chat. Um, uh, I'll just say this, and, and I'll and I'll and, and I'll say this from the from from the part of my soul that's being that's not trying to argue with with Bo or think that that Bo's a terrible person. This is my fair critique. I just think, and I say this in the group chat, so I'm saying this publicly. I feel like Bo is a is an X Men the animated series purist, and that's why he cannot receive Krakoa because he's probably 
I don't want to assume. He's probably one of the people I like who loves and has a really fondness of the series. Same way with people who are into the um, Tim Burst from Batman and Justice League Unlimited, and that is a theme because those because both series were moments for 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 team dynamics with comic book um, things and animation. However, um, I really I really wonder if Bo had read any of the Kokoa Hickman era books because. They are really and they they are really in essence truly a happy ending to what they were experiencing on the animated series. Mm-hmm. And I don't and I think I think if he because I think I think the the thing that like concerns me also too is like that whole aesthetic about black people always having to be in suffering for us to like be black. The mutants will always have to be in suffering, and that's one thing. The one thing like you know, um, going back to uh, the acts uh, well, the acts event. And that one thing that they did say that I forgot to mention was when Cyclops was trying to protect the mutants on Krakoa, he was like, a lot of the population is non-combative. Like, every mutant that has abilities does not know how to do combat or chooses to do combat. Some of them are actually there to live peaceful lives and be fine living in a peaceful world. But I think that both... And we it- saw that both on Krakoa and on Araka. There, were right. art- there was an artist... Uh, town on Araco, a uh, culture that was mainly warlike because they were forced to be in war. So they were really with the shits, but they they're not they're not useful in combat, right? Especially they're weaponless. That's a, and that's a whole different. Like I I think Bo, if you're listening to this, that I hope that like you know you go back and actually get to like read the Hickman era. I don't know if you read Hickman era, so I'm really. I'm really trying to be really diplomatic and fair because, like, I don't know if you read it or not. You just don't like it, which is also a fair assessment as well. Everybody's entitled to their opinions. However, if you haven't read any of the Hickman era and you are an animated series, an X-Men animated series purist, you're not you're doing a disservice to the X-Men. But we do appreciate you being, being the showrunner. Also, though, if you have time in your busy schedule, could you possibly get Wolverine the X-Men back for season two? Can you work on that for mm-hmm. us? We would love that, Bo. Mm-hmm. Can you do that? We'd love it. Please. That was actually the not saying not saying the X Men X Men animated series wasn't good. It just didn't it didn't age as well as I thought it would have. It's very dated comic book stuff. Good and, but dated. Yeah, and, and the one thing I would have to say is a lot of people um are a lot of people know the X Men from the animated series. And right. It, it, it's great that you know the the show has really it's it's really brought fandom. It's like a lot of people know the X Men from that. So for people that haven't read the comic books, even like you know current you know the current series or, or the current era, you know it, it's great that it's people that people are attracted to the X Men because of that. However, you know there is a X-Men comic that's based on the animated series called House of 92 that's revolving around Krakoa. So I'm not sure. I mean, maybe you should read that. <laughs> I mean, if you love the animated series so much, I mean, it's basically telling, like, it's basically a retail of 
um, the the Dawn of X era, um, just with the style of the animated series. So maybe that will help you kind of open your eyes a little bit. <laughs> but what what gets me is. I understand maybe not enjoying the Krakoa era. You're entitled to your own opinion. Right. But what gets me is Hickman didn't detract anything from creating the Krakoan era. Mm-hmm. It is a culmination of everything that has happened before. That's one thing that Hickman does pretty consistently about his writing is if it's existing property, he goes back grabs all the bits and pieces of everything and makes it somehow fit into whatever story he's trying to tell. I have not seen, I've gone back and read a lot of X-Men comics. Pretty much everything is within play. No matter what it was that you may have liked or not liked, it's all in play somehow and it ties in to each other. So what was it that you didn't read? So, So The thing that gets me is that People who say they don't like the Krakoan era often don't have that context. They just saw the animated series, and that was it. They have no other context for where where we came up with the Krakoan era, how we arrived here. You didn't even read or know about how you probably barely knew about what House of M meant for mm-hmm. the greater continuity of the X-Men and how them this, them being decimated from millions to less than 200 really impacted the story of the X-Men. The X-Men were the biggest fucking comic book franchise mm-hmm. through the entire 90s until the end of the 90s when the comic book industry as a whole kind of did its own thing. And that's when the X-Men got sold off to Fox. How big of a deal it was to decimate them that way, to then mm-hmm. not have but 200 X-Men available for storytelling for decades to them coming back. And now you're telling a story about, well, the X-Men come back anyway. Let's just make that a thing. Okay. And now the X-Men are thriving. What, why do we need to continuously tell the stories of the X-Men being in the X-Mansion being attacked? That's and, boring. And I, and I think a lot of people, I think a lot of people in some weird way, they enjoyed that. It was almost like you were okay with them constantly. Oh well, I'm sitting by the pool, I'm sunbathing, and I got to worry about a goddamn sitting all my day off. You know what I'm saying? Right. Like I had, like you know, I, I think a lot of people, a lot, a lot of people were more comfortable with that. So now they did something different with the X Men, where you take like a marginalized group and you have them get their own shit. They have their own island. They're trying to, you know, they're doing that. They got their own pharmaceuticals. They're doing their own thing, trying to become, a, you know, a sovereign state or whatever. And it's not that they're not still facing issues as a marginalized group. It's just that they are not in the same state that they was fucking 10 years ago. Mm-hmm. So my thing is, do you have an issue with the fact that they have grown as a society or do you really want them back at that mansion in Westchester, Westchester getting fucking decimated all the fucking time? And Krakoa has Krakoan amnesty and the resurrection protocols are the two things that have made the X-Men stories become 
incredibly interesting again. So now you can involve villains that would typically not have worked with heroes and vice versa on the same team. And you can tell a different style of story because now you have Exodus sitting there being heroic. You have Apocalypse coming to save uh, the entire nation of Krakoa and reuniting with the Iraqi. You have Mystique becoming uh, a hero. You have like all of these characters that now can do heroic things. The Shadow King, Selene, Implate, like all sorts of uh, villains can now be told in a heroic uh, perspective. And then you can also put them all on teams. You can switch this shit all the way the fuck up. You don't have to tell the same, all right, well, it's the X-Men versus the Brotherhood, or it's the X-Men versus the MLF, or it's the X-Force versus who are... I mean, you ain't got to do all that shit. It's mutants versus the niggas trying to get them, machines and humans. You also got to look at it, too. Like, you have a whole... Like, you got the Quiet Council, which is basically, like, the government body for Krakoa. They have their own... They have their own forms of, of of dissension, and everybody has their own fucking uh, uh, their own motives and plans and all types of stuff going on. So yeah. it's basically telling it's basically telling like what goes on in all, like in any sort of government. Any government has an issue like like amongst the people that make it, you know. So it's not like you know it's a it's all you know pieces and cream like there's issues that go on among you know amongst themselves like there's a whole they have a whole shit ton of laws that kind of like it, it's 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 a it's a bunch of chinks in the armor when it comes to it so it's not like you know there isn't any issues but i i'm, I'm not sure it's, it's you can't stay you can't stay stuck on the animated series forever you know, it's great that, like I said, it's great that it's it's attracted, you know, a bunch of fans and stuff like that. But you know, at a certain point, we gotta you gotta look outside of that. Like they uh-huh, they've uh-huh. grown outside. They've grown outside of that. Uh huh. And you know, those stories that they tell in the animated series, um, you, you also have to understand, like those those stories were. Those stories were taken from the comics, but we're talking about like Loosely. it was like and, we're and about poorly like adapted sometimes. Huh? And poorly adapted sometimes. Yeah, poor, mm-hmm. like very poorly adapted. So you're talking about them taking like a fucking four issued type of deal or event, and they're taking bits and pieces and kind of bringing it down to like a thirty minute episode. So you're not getting like the full story. The X-Men have a lot of good stories. So the stories yes. that you're seeing, like so the stories that you're seeing in the animated series, especially when you got around to like see the end of season four and season five, season five is fucking awful. I don't even know what they did that for. But a lot of those stories that they had was like it 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 wasn't really adapted very well. But the comics told it like very. The the comics were a lot better. I'll say that. Well, yeah, they had that. Based off it. They had that horrible, like loosely based Age of Apocalypse story. That oof, god! And the Age of Apocalypse in the comics was like way better. Way, way better. better. That was like that's like I started reading comics right before the Legion Quest. 
But I think on the other side of it, too, it is like, my real question, I don't think no one asked for this. And then secondarily, I think they should have went back and pulled Wolverine X-Men or uh, X-Men um, Evolution, Evolution. Because Evolution. the thing that, like, the, the, the great thing that Young Justice does comparatively to X-Men animated series is that the world that we, the world that the, the Young Justice and, and the DC characters that live in that world are loosely based on the realities of all of them, where they come from. So, like, they're not going to exactly do a Crisis on the Infinite of Earth story. They're not going to exactly do a Blackest Night story. They're going to weave in their own story. Like, this whole thing with the light and all this other bullshit they have going on, and the way they stretch this shit across now four seasons, mm-hmm. that's skill. That's, that's what I've liked about Young Justice. And kind of what I like about the MCU is that it's the essence of the characters, right? That is is what we're seeing, and so it's it feels like it's a story about this character mm-hmm. that we just haven't seen before, which I appreciate more than you trying to retell me something that I've read before. I I know that story. I don't need to see that story. Tell me a long form version of something else. Because that's what. I was gonna say, like, I really felt like how they were doing what they were doing with Young Justice. I really felt like, you know, could have potentially happened with Wolverine and the X Men because we were going into season two and that was going to be around the age of apocalypse. We were getting a whole season about the age of apocalypse. So I really felt like, you know, with me and, and, and how I felt about it and the you know the Wolverine and the X Men franchise, I felt like they were going to start tackling different errors in the X-Men or different like realities because I'm like it, it, and I, I I'd like the animated series the 90s animated series but I feel like like you said either the Wolverine or the X-Men should have been pulled back or we should have got at least like season 5 of X-Men Evolution because that was going into um the future that was the doing Phoenix. Age of Apocalypse too. Yeah, and then but you were also going to get Bastion. You were getting the Phoenix Force. We were getting the Stepford Cuckoos. We were getting Emma Frost. We were getting actually we were actually going to get Madeline Pryor. We were going to see Madeline Pryor in in um in in actual animation, and I felt like y'all are pulling everything else back than the shit, but the shit that we really wanted to see, right. I think what the what something I just thought about what they may be trying what Disney may be trying to do is avoid stepping on toes for when they involve when they bring the mutants into the MCU and so they may if they are looking to do the MCU version of the mutants being from the Krakoan era forward they may not want them to step on toes, so they want to stick to, okay, everything that was before that, well, what's the good part of that? And so it may be just be the 90s stuff that they lead into and skip the whole Destination era, which I wouldn't be mad about if they did. Just skip it. We don't need it. I just really hope that, because like one of the major flaws with X-Men animated series was that there was actually no character building whatsoever. No. Um, there was no, like, nothing, like, even, like, after the Phoenix Saga happened, there was no residual effects to Jean, her abilities, or nothing. 
she was still she was back down to fainting Jean Grey after the theme song was done. I was just like, what do we take this trip for? And and and, and see, like 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 on the other side of it, they had kept Wolverine X Men going. We would have got a Phoenix empowered Jean who lost her abilities, and now she's like more aware probably of her powers and her abilities. But we didn't get that. Like it just ended. Especially like they started showing all those screen captures of Wolverine and the X Men. So. That's what that's what Bo needs to really focus on. Like, get this Wolverine and X Men back. Nobody really cares. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how people really generally care about Wolverine, about X Men animated series '97. I think people were happy because for the sake of nostalgia and because people were running out of ideas and people are just rebooting the same story. But imagine if we did like a second season and it was Age of, Age of Apocalypse. What if we did a third season, which was um, Days of Future Past? Oh, not really mm-hmm. Days of Future Past. Um, uh, there was um. Uh, Age of X or Age of X Men or what we did the was it like the sixteen sixty nine X Men was or was eighteen the ones with like they had all those weird names and stuff yeah uh, or what or what if like we pulled in the Exiles because the center of the story was was is, is of a time a comatose time displaced Professor X trying to correct the time screen. The X Men have built nothing more on like time travel and bullshit. So like they could they could have stretched that out for like five seasons. They do, a, they do a theme each year and still do character building, introduce new characters, remove new characters, give give us the opportunity to see time displaced characters. You know, Edit characters that their comic versions are fucking trash. Like when right. they did Magma as an actual brown girl in right. um, X Men Evolution. Right. It's, it's, it's too many opportunities, and I think they're not taking them with, with this with this venture. I'm, I, I I will wait to see. I will all wait and see what it gives. But if it don't give, um, Bo, we it's going to give girl. gowns. I'm I'm really not excited about it. I'm really because like even like seeing Storm and her white costume is just like uh, uh, like. Like, especially like like what what the Hickman era of Storm has given us in costuming. Yeah. Like seeing her in a white mm-hmm. outfit, I'm like, Ooh, I don't want to go. Ooh. Gina, her old, co- Ooh. and then then, then they put Magneto in his old purple big M. Co- yeah, like I was excited. I'm not gonna lie, I was excited at first, and then I was like, you know, they kind of pissed me off with the the kind of like the animation style of. 97 and then Storm's hair pissed me off so I was like okay you know what Storm's hair yeah I was like you know what okay you know what you lost me so can we get Wolverine and the X-Men or X-Men Evolution back because at this point I'm I'm I'm, I'm tired already (laughs) (laughs) they they might as well just give us a fucking um, Captain Britain story no one's gonna watch it I will Give us a story uh, focusing on Brian Braddock. Nobody else. Uh, not Betsy, not Jamie, not Megan. The whole rest of his family is interesting. Give us a story about Brian Braddock. I'd rather watch that. Yeah. Anything else but. All right. That was that was a great episode. That was that was really lovely. Really good. Nice and short for me to edit too. Love y'all. That's great. 
Um, so next week, Vontae, what's on the books? <laughs> on the books for next week. We got you hate that you hate ass bitch. <laughs> <laughs> no, because last week, uh, well, or shit. Hell, every time we come on this podcast, we never know what book is coming out. We're never prepared for it, so I'm trying to do better. Marvel never knows neither. <laughs> I was just about to say that. They never know either. So, next week we had, and that's not to say all of these books are coming out this same day, we got X-Force 30, we got X-Men 13, New Mutants 28, X-Men Unlimited Green Issue 1, and, um, at the accident, Death of Mutants one. So we got oh, wow. five. Yeah, we got five books that are probably not coming out at the same time, but we'll find out. Right. X-Men Green is cute. I read it in the unlimited version. I'll read it on Yeah, I'll read it I'll read it then too, because I didn't read it when it first came out. Yeah, I was gonna say I'll read it on the um, tablet. <laughs> Nature Girl is really with the shits, and I'm looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. All righty. Anything else for today? Any no, recommendations? Uh, sure. we haven't done that in a while. Um. <laughs> Superman Son of Kyle L is actually really good. Is it? Damn, I never picked that up. Nubia Queen of the Amazons without the artwork is actually really good. Shade. <laughs> Shade but true. I'm just telling the truth. Same thing with Captain America, um uh the one with Sam. Sinal Liberty oh, or shit. Symbol of truth. Symbol of truth. Um, I am still reading Dark Crisis. I think I've said that the past two episodes, but yeah, still reading Dark Crisis and um, Teen Titans Academy. That's not Black Adam is actually really interesting. Also, did that come out already? Yeah, so they're on issue two. Uh, Christopher Priest is writing Black Adam, and he's Black Adam. Teth Adam is actually spending more time in his human version than he is in his Shazammed version, and it's about his heir picking up um, the mantle of uh, Black Adam Shazam from him rather than him being Shazam. Damn, I hate my fucking uh, story. They never give me the shit that I asked for. <laughs> Damn. That's that sucks. Any recommendations, uh, Henry? Yeah, I said uh, Superman, Son of Kal-El. Oh shit! I don't know why I thought Vontae said that. My bad. Wow, wow. <laughs> <laughs> black. I think I heard Crypt- I heard Kryptonian and was like, "Ugh, Greta," and kept it moving. Because we both black. Is that why we you thought we sound alike? Vontae and I actually sound a lot alike when in the recording. So I, 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 you know what? I didn't. I was like, he bullshit. And I went back and listened to the episode. I was like, wow. I was like, I know I ain't say that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I, was like, I know I ain't say no shit like that. 
the first, especially the first several episodes, I was like, wait, hold on. Did I say that? That wasn't me. Yeah, I was like, nope, it was Monte. Yeah, I was like, nope, that ain't me. That ain't me. All right. All right. Love y'all. Love y'all. y'all. Are awesome. great. Thanks for listening to us for 30, however many, 37 episodes so far. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate y'all a lot. Great. Oh, have, All right. fun. have fun in, um, in uh, Olympia, uh, uh, Scary McMillan. We'll see you next episode. <laughs> <laughs> Baggots. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bye, y'all. Bye. <laughs>